today we have someone who is a superstar. He's from what I call the concrete Catalonia of South East London. He's a real grafter. And he's achieved everything you really want to achieve in the game at a young age. I mean, he's only a Champions League winner, Premier League winner, Europe under-17 winner. Like, he's, he's done it all. But this is someone I have a lot of respect for. It's funny enough because growing up in South London, you heard a lot about him, how he was so humble and how he worked really hard to get to where, you know, he wants to be. And as you know, this is someone I like to call the Coman, the Copen Coman, which is a bit controversial because the Everton link, but we let it go. Also call him the Catford Castacorta. Also call him the Charlton Cannavaro. We have the one and only Liverpool and England international, Joe Gomez. Please give it up for him. Entrance is a bit mad. Still coming like some WWE man come around the corner. And that. What are you telling me, bro? How are you? I'm good, man. It's a good, pleasure good, to be good, here. Thank good. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with us. It's, as I told you, it's, you know, about speaking about you, your career, and we're just going to kick it. But for me, there's only one place to start. And like I said, I grew up in South, heard about you growing up and everything, you playing football, you went to school in Sydney, right? Yeah. The one thing I wanted to ask you is, why are you so hench on bolo? From like, from, <laughs> from Dave, that's just some big guy. Like, have you always been like that? Like, just a, a tough guy? Or? Nah, man. I, I still don't think I'm... That guy. No, but no, I can, the bicep, when you see the lighting on this, you're going to see the, it's going to look nice still. Nah, I think um, back in the day, like like you said, going to school in Forest Hill, me and a couple of my mates, um, we just got into going into the gym. That was all we did. Like Most most parents have trouble getting their kids out of, out of bed in the morning. But me and my friends, some days we'd be there for quarter to eight, like when the gate's opening, just... It just became a hobby, like um, going to the gym. I just found it productive, and then as time on, as time went on, I found I got a bit of grief from the manager. There's one time he told me yeah, I need to get rid of the beach muscles and so on. So it's a real balancing act, and obviously being injured at the minute. Um, sometimes all you want to do is be productive, and it's not always efficient to just lift weights. And you got to try and be so fine-tuned to to be the best version of you, I suppose. And it's a real balancing act for me, I'd say, yeah. No, 100%. Speaking of the injury, it's so good to see you, you know, looking happy and everything. How is that recovery going? And when do you reckon we see you back in it? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a tough one, obviously. I've had my fair few now. Um, this is this has probably been the most challenging one for sure. Just because of the nature of how things happened, um, the timing of it was obviously frustrating for me personally. Um, but I'm, I'm in a good place. I'd, I'd hope in pre-season I'm ready to go. Um, it's, been, it's been like mentally really challenging in the sense that having to rebuild my body like this many times, it sort of loses its... Um, I think some players sometimes when it happens, we see it as a project, as a chance to come back better, stronger. And I'd had that many setbacks and warnings. I was already so grateful to to be fit to be playing um i didn't really need the reminder at the time but um yeah it's been another i see it as another everything happens for a reason um and it's been a real journey just to to look at the game again and and things like watching the euros and so on has been difficult but um hopefully come pre-season i'm in a good place and and we can go again next season it'd be nice to have a fresh start and and go again
Hundred percent. We'll get into a lot of the themes you mentioned there because I think it is quite important, especially with an injury as well. There's this perception that people see the physical injury and think, "Oh, okay, you know what? That nine months." But they don't think about the mental, and especially when this is your livelihood, you've dedicated like you know most of your teenage years to grow after this moment. They don't think about the mental towards it. But we'll go into that. But you mentioned journey, and everyone's journey starts, you know, from somewhere. There's a destination it starts from. Yours is South East London. Tell me about your earliest memories of kicking ball in South East London. Yeah, for me, it was probably like four or five years old. Um, one of my mates was just, I think my dad just wanted to me get to get me out of the house, to be honest. Like one of my mates was, was his mum was taking him to like, it's called the local power league. I don't know, there, there, there's, there's a few around London. Um, yeah, one day I just went and I enjoyed it, man. It was just, obviously at that point, four or five, you're just going to, to kick ball and have fun and, um, yeah, I just enjoyed it. Every Saturday from there on in, it was like a constant thing for me. It was my, my hobby. And then, yeah, that, that pits, like Power League, we call Jeez, it pits. pits, pits. Yeah. It's not pits anymore. But yeah, I know, I know. Hey. That's a shame. But um, yeah, for us, like, it was part of our culture. I think um, as kids, it was our go-to in the summer. We pay a pound. And that's, that, and that, that's the sad bit, I think, the nowadays that to have that opportunity to just go and play, play football, I feel like having that chance to express yourself and just get off the street is what we lack nowadays. But for us at that point in time, yeah, it was, it was my everything. Every summer, I'd be there all day long, um, come home, do it again the next day. So for me, my earliest memory was Pitts. And, and then obviously as I grew, grew up, I joined the team and our team was based there. So yeah, for me, Pitts was my earliest memory. It's funny because you mentioned like playing for like the whole summer and just playing and it makes me laugh because back in the day when you're playing football and everything like you wouldn't even want to go home because your parents would be like if you come you're not going back indoors like you better stay outside so like that resonates with probably everyone here but one thing I mentioned South East London I know you played for 10 and B and obviously another South East London legend played for 10 and B as well Ian Rat played for them like when you were playing for these sort of clubs and getting into the game and learning more who were you trying to emulate in the playground or when you were playing for me like early on it was probably Thierry Henry because um, I didn't have any like desire to play centre back like that was boring at that point like I don't want to be a defender no one wanted to be I think but so when certain certain men were under. Oh well, yeah, maybe that that shows your <laughs> desire, but not for me. Um, as I got older, then like I realized like this is my my goal is to be a centre back. I want to be a defender, and then that's when like Rio Ferdinand for me was like, yeah, he was he was my idol at that point for sure. I think being from South London, um, being like having the style and the way he played was something I aspired to be for sure, um, and that continued like still to this day he's someone that I, I look up to uh, I try and emulate and yeah I'd say those two are probably the main the main um, figures that I looked up to and aspire to be like it's not a bad duo to have I mean two greats of the game and obviously everyone knows that a lot of your education and foundation was in Charlton but it could have gone differently right it, it, it may not have been especially when you're from South I mean people going like West London kickball with Charlton, how did that come about with you and how close were you not to signing with Charlton? Yeah, it was, um, at the time I remember like, obviously your dad, your parents, I was only nine or 10, so your parents, they have the final say and they dictate what you do, but um, Millwall was an option. 
And I ended up going to like Charlton Development Centre. So it wasn't even like straight to the academy. Um, they had a development centre in Deptford. So I was there for a while, um, just enjoying myself. I obviously didn't think, oh, I want to try and I need to get into the academy. It wasn't that. It wasn't a thing for me. Um, I was just enjoying playing. And then the opportunity came to go to the academy. Um, it was a six-week trial. Um, obviously, at that point, I'm invested, like, having seen what I could do and where I could be, who I could be amongst, obviously, I want to be there. Um, I remember at the end of the six-week trial, the coach pulling me and just saying, nothing too specific, just like, yeah, I weren't good enough, really. Um, I think I was a bit underdeveloped, I was a bit gangly, and at that point, yeah, I was just, I feel like I had the attitude and they were like, that was always, that's always been the fundamental for me, just wanting to learn, wanting to listen. That's probably what got me that far, but I think technically I wasn't at the level that those boys were, be, were at at that point. So yeah, they just said, go away and, and hopefully you can come back one day. And I was distraught. Like for me, that was it. I don't want to like have anything to do with them anymore. My mum was really protective. Like I remember going back in the car in the car park afterwards and crying. And her just, I know her being like, yeah, that's it. I'm keeping away from there. I don't want him to like experience this, which understandably so. Like I have a child now and it's like, I would never want to see my child in that state, that young. 100%. Yeah. But, um, so then I, for me, that was like, oh, that's it. That's the end. And then um, I went back to 10 and B for a while and then they called me back again. I don't know, probably a few months later and second time it worked out. So yeah, it, it, what was meant to be will be. Uh, for real, what was meant to be was to be, and you've achieved so much since then. But through that journey, what I always find interesting is playing football at a young age. You play it because you love the game. But there comes a moment, especially when you're in those sort of environments, you know, you might be training, you might see a few pros. When did that moment for you that, you know what, I really want to do this, I want to become professional, come? Because you went from development to then, you know, getting signed, to then playing under 18s what, 13? Like, that's a rapid sort of growth. What moment did you kind of realise, you know what, I, I can do this? Um, yeah, I think once I started to get a gauge of like, obviously having like just got, got signed, I knew like I've got a lot of work to do. Um, I didn't, it, it was the start of my journey. But I think once I started getting to the point where like I had the opportunity to play up and like play with the older lads, like when I was 13, 14, I was like, what, like, I must be, have a chance maybe. I must be all right. Must be no, busy. yeah, not, not in that sense. But still, it was just like embracing a challenge. I enjoyed like almost feeling like I had nothing to lose because if, if, if someone's like physically stronger than me and so on, it is, it is what it is. I'm, I'm st I've still got a long way to go. I think like really, I remember having a conversation with my mum um, when I was picking my GCSEs and I was like, oh, this is not me. Like... Academically, I was all right. I was, yeah, but I wasn't an A-star student, but like I had the fun. I enjoyed school, but I knew past this point, past GCSEs, this isn't really what I want to do. I love football. At that point, I think we was doing day release like one day a week. And it was like, I just enjoy like on that Tuesday, going to football and coming home. That just feels like the dream, not having to go to school and, um, and sit in class all day. It was like, this is really what I want to do. So I think I'd say around that point when I was picking my GCSE, it was, it was like, I know I need to give this last two years of school my all, but I really want to play football. That's all I want to do. So, yeah. What's it like having that sort of conversation? Because I'm thinking even back to like my journey when 
you know, your parents know you're passionate about something, but it's not until you start having day release where you know you're leaving school at like what, 11 o'clock and you're going to play football, or you know, you might have to go for a tournament like in Blackpool, and they're like, oh, you know what, this is actually a really serious thing. What was it like having your conversation with your mum saying potentially that, you know what, you want to commit everything to this? And how important for you, especially because you've got a young one now, how important is family to you in that sort of journey? Yeah, I think my, my parents were everything to me in terms of how supporting they were. And um, yeah, at that point, obviously, I remember my dad being really like wanting to keep the balance, saying like, listen, and, and thankfully so, like you've got to like still do your homework, make sure you read, do your extras. But because obviously at that point, going missing a day of school is compromising my, my schoolwork. And that was a challenge. Like a, a lot of parents might not have been as understanding of what my passion was. I might have said, no, you can't do that. And maybe that would have been detrimental to, to my football. But thankfully, my parents were really supportive um, on both fronts. And yeah, I mean, at that point, it was it was difficult to try and balance school and like I remember I was missing a whole day and at that point GCSE level I'm missing whole subject like a whole portion of a subject that's coming up and it's like it's, it's difficult but they were really supportive and um, for, throughout my whole journey my family's been been massive for me and and I'd like to have that same supportive mentality with with, with my little one like you say and um, yeah I believe it's everything to have that background and that backbone supporting you through your journey. A hundred percent because football especially as a footballer you you live and breathe it it is a turbulent journey like there's highs and lows and a lot of the time you can feel like you're alone so having that support bob around you is so important speaking of highs and lows one of the most important moments of any pro's career is getting that contract yeah. because it's like a it's a sign that it was all worth it but it's just the beginning yeah. can you recall when you got that phone call and how getting your pro contract came about yeah definitely um like you say, it's a moment you dream of as a child and it is a sense of like accomplishment, but on the flip side, you're very wary. Like anyway, I was that it's, it's so early and um, the journey in football is strange. Like everyone's journey is different and things can change within one game, one moment. And But I remember, yeah, luckily like having the opportunity to play up meant I was I was quite early in, in, in getting one, which was for me was a blessing and um, yeah, I was thankful. Obviously, Charlton was where I signed my first pro, and um, yeah, it was everything to me. I mean, I still like didn't feel like oh, I'm a professional footballer. Far from even making my debut and playing like for for a certain amount of time, I still felt that way. But just having that reassurance that they trusted in me, they believed in me enough to want to give me a contract was like yeah, it, it was it was a real humbling experience and. One I didn't take for granted because I knew a lot of my friends like would emphasize to me like you're lucky to be in that position because at that point like my friends are going off to college and, and so on and like I said like having the experience to go to football every day was like I know I'm I'm blessed to do so so it was definitely a uh, an experience that gave me a lot of confidence but I knew one that was just very early in my journey. Why did it feel like you were pro Cause especially your journey I mean you got into the team you made your debut did well in your debut and then the season that came from that was a very memorable one. You won Young Player of the Year. What, at what moment did you kind of realise, OK, you know what, maybe I'm a professional footballer now, if it wasn't when you signed a contract? Yeah, I, for me, it was, it was a long while. Like, even when I moved up like, to Liverpool, it, I still felt 
I've still got a lot to prove. Like a lot of people get moves, and it doesn't mean that your your path is written out. Like there's a lot of work to do. I I still didn't feel have that sense of yeah, I'm a professional footballer. I, I don't think I ever had a specific moment where I felt like yeah, I'm, I've made it. It was never ever my mentality, and um, I I just think some of my friends would banter me and be like, oh, you're being silly, like. But generally, like, I didn't ever want to have that comfort of feeling like I can relax or... Because that's never the case. And I, I think all the elite players, and I'm lucky to, to have been around a, a fair few, and, like, all their mentalities are the same. Like, constant drive to be better and improve. And, yeah, I think that mentality w was crucial. So with you then, you mentioned you made the big move after, like, a crazy season. I'm guessing you moved up north by yourself as well, very young. You didn't spend any time in digs, did you? Because you were in, in South. Yeah, exactly. So, so what's it like for you know a young boy from South? He's playing football and knows, <laughs> I'm decent, but you know I don't feel like a pro yet. Yeah. To suddenly have Liverpool come in, to then go up to Liverpool by yourself. What was that like for you? A lot of Iceland meals. Um, <laughs> I couldn't cook like at all, and that was a big thing. Like people didn't realize the club were very helpful, but like. All I knew was my mum and dad's, so I never paid like a proper bill. I've never like looked after my washing. None of that. All of that was a big move for me. And although football is like the training, you're there for a few hours, but you have a lot of day left. So like at that point, our training structure is a bit different now. But at that point, it was like training in the morning. We'd be home by like half one, two. I never had that sort of alone time ever. Um, I was always around my friends, like, always, like, even nights before games, until a certain time they'd be with me, we'd just be chilling in my mum and dad's. Like, I had that home comfort. Then to go up there alone at 18 was, like, it was daunting. Um, amongst players that were, like, for me, were, were my idols. And I, I was just this young kid. I wasn't well-known or anything. So it was a daunting experience, but one that made me grow up really quickly, for sure. And... I'm thankful it happened when it did because it, it definitely helped shape me. 100%. And listen, you got your chance to make your debut and what a debut it was. You got the assist as well, right? But how did that all come about? Because a lot of people, when they speak about their debuts, they talk about, you know, I found out in the morning or I knew a week before. How did your situation come about? Yeah, yeah I, I still struggle to claim that assist. That was Phil. He, just, he hit it from like 30 yards, so I can't claim that. But... Um, yeah, it was. I think it was the night before. In in preseason, I got a gauge. Like I, I went to Liverpool thinking, obviously, I'm going to give it my all in preseason. But um, I remember meeting Brendan the summer before, and there was a good chance that I knew I could go on loan. At the end of the day, I was going to a big club. I was leaving Charlton, and it was like I'm well aware that the chances are I'm young. I could end up going on loan, and then in preseason, I, I ended up playing fullback a fair bit and. As we got close to the first game of the season, I started to get an idea, like when we was doing shape and so on, maybe I could play. Um, so yeah, he announced the team like formally the day before. And it was daunting. Like I've never been as nervous in my life. Um, I don't think I've been as nervous since that moment. Um, just tense and in a way, nerves are a good thing, but that was probably too far, like the way I was nervous. But it was a special, special moment for me. Um, the Premier League was like, something I aspired to my whole life and yeah it's a day I remember forever for sure yeah, it's 
well, I think the stat is like 0.012 of players actually make it professional. So like, when you step onto that field, again, you said that you never ever feel that moment in your pro. Like, when does it hit you that you've actually accomplished so much? I mean, we can talk about the titles and everything as well, but even getting to the Premier League, did that hit you as you got into the pitch or was it when you maybe spoke to family afterwards and they're like, Joe, you, you done it, you, you know, you're there now? Yeah, I, I don't think until after the game I could like really embrace the moment. Um, before the game, like I say, it was just a blur. I was just nervous. Um, but after the game, it was like, wow, I, I actually made my my debut. We won, and and it was it was a real nice experience to share that moment with my family. And yeah, but then again, that's football. It's, it comes and it goes, and it's on to the next one really quickly. So yeah, it was a special moment and and one that I, that I appreciated and I knew like wow this is this is something special that I know is not something I could take for granted but then it was on to the next one really quickly 100% and even in that journey early on you did have stuff yet to deal with because you've had those highs and then you had the injury quite soon after and that was your is that your first major injury that one yeah yeah I'd never had I thought I was Iron Man before that oh, like gym, innit? yeah I, I honestly I as a kid, you just think I'm so robust. Um, there's so many details that go into like your body as a player now, but like things like pre-activation and, and preparing your body was was so far from the forefront of my mind. But then I got a, like a reality check early on. I think I'd only played like six or seven games, um, and it was the first international break of the year. And then I had my first setback, which was was really difficult to deal with. Like like I say, like the the variable of like being alone up there and never having gone through anything as big as that i didn't even know what an acl was um i didn't understand what the injury meant or or what it meant i was going to go through i just knew like something's bad bad has happened and i'm gonna have to get surgery sort of thing and then in that time because i know you mentioned before that as a footballer, like you finished training, you had spare time and everything. With this, it's almost like something you love is taken away from you. Almost like, you know, when you got in trouble when you're younger and your mom said, you know, you can't play football. Yeah. How did you kind of overcome that? What were you doing with the spare time? How were you sort of getting yourself ready to go again? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. I'd say that was the biggest thing and that. I, I definitely spent a lot of time overthinking in that period. Um, I had nothing else to do. At that point, I would, I would drag out my days at training just because, like, my missus, who I'm with, yeah, my missus now was at uni and she'd be up on the weekends, but Monday to Friday, I'd be, like, twiddling my thumbs. So I wouldn't want to go home to the apartment and just do nothing and think and waste time. So I'd just drag out my day. Like, normal days we finish at two, I'd be there till six, like, just wasting time because I didn't want to go home and have to just overthink and worry because like you say football is everything so then to be like at square one where you really can't do anything was 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 difficult for me and and it's, it's definitely helped shape me and, and changed a lot of my perspective towards things at that point so I'm thankful for what for what happened but it was it was a difficult period for sure on the other side though you have had some moments which again short time in your career but crazy moments what Champions League Premier League when you're in those occasions, like people at home are watching, like nervous, thinking, oh my word, like this is massive. 
what is it for you, for you, you know, living out your dream, being in these high-performing teams and winning these titles? What does that feel as a, a young footballer? Yeah, it's everything. I think um, there's been different occasions, obviously. I think in, in a way, obviously, like losing the Champions League the year before we won it, um, it was tough. And I was watching, I was on the sidelines that, that day and I was, I was really nervous and I knew what it meant for the city, for the club. And um, obviously it had been a minute and since, the, since Liverpool had won it. Um, but then to, to have the next season, which I got injured in again, but got fit for the final and came on, for sure I was probably as nervous as everyone watching. Like, you know what it means for the club, the club's history and the occasion itself, you can feel it as a player. And there are times when you're on the pitch, you don't take it in, but it, it was definitely a nerve wracking moment. And for me, one of the biggest, like, biggest weeks of my life for sure. Um, and yeah, that was a special, special moment for sure. And it's, I just find it so crazy again, because there's people that, you know, they fight their whole careers to achieve those two massive things. Mm. You achieve them so quickly. How do you kind of keep the mental, you know, to keep wanting more? Is that, not that it's difficult, but after you've done that, you're probably thinking potentially, you know what, it's there. How do you keep that hunger going to actually go back again? I think for me, that's probably where being injured and being away from the game has, has been a blessing and worked in my favour in a sense that I know it's not that common to like a lot of things have to align to be in a special team with a special manager to to win the Champions League, to win the Premier League and I definitely don't take it for granted. I think constantly you just want to strive to improve yourself. Um, maybe if I'd had it easier and not had injuries or setbacks I might have just thought yeah this is easy and this is how it's meant to be every year but I know that's not the case and I know there's a lot of things that go into that and like with the Premier League, it's week in, week out consistently. You can't, the level of it now with the cities and Chelsea's and so on, United's, it's like you can't slip up. Every every week's a challenge and you have to constantly strive to keep maintaining a level of performance that can give you a chance to win it. So probably that's why for me, the Premier League is the pinnacle and that's why I think that year was so special for us because we knew what it meant and obviously it being the first time was, was something we knew was so special for the club and for the city. You personally, which one felt that bit sweeter? The first Prem or the comeback, you know, from losing the UCL and then winning it? Which one did on it a, for you? On a personal note, I'd probably say the Premier League. Um, just because I think over such a long period and, and, and the club's history, um, on a personal note, I feel I had a bit more involvement. Um, yeah, the Premier League for me, I knew what it meant for the city. It was a shame, obviously, with the nature of things at the minute that it couldn't be amongst the fans and so on. But the Premier League, for me, felt like a dream come true, for sure. I hear it. I hear it. Let's talk about your big bro, your centre-back partner, who you know typically would probably be sitting here. What's it like having someone that you know you play with that you can actually look up to and... Again, in the context of what's going on at the moment, both of you missed the Euros for injury. Both of you had big injuries. What's it like having someone like that so relatable and having a relationship with? Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for sure. I think everyone knows Virgil's quality. Like everyone knows he's arguably the best in the world, uh, best centre-back in the world at the minute. And 
it's it's for sure something I know I'm blessed to be amongst because every day I, I learn from him in a, in a footballing aspect and a mental side of things too. I think he's got such an elite mentality and, and I think that shows on the pitch, his leadership and so on. And yeah, having someone like that on a daily basis is, is for sure a blessing. And I think his willingness to want to help me as well has been has been like it's been a massive blessing for me. I think it's easy for him to come into the club and just worry about himself. Um, a lot of players uh, being self-centered achieve more and 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 rightfully so sometimes. But Verge genuinely, I feel like we get on so well because he he genuinely wants the best for me and likewise for him. And obviously, being injured at the same time has been has been difficult, but another blessing in disguise because we both. Obviously, me sort of being through his injury in the past and us both having knee injuries has been like constant, like the go-to. In that first couple of weeks when we both got injured, it was like every day, how's this feeling? It's just a comfort to have someone to speak to. And obviously it was tough. It was tough luck, but just having that person to call and say like, the swelling's crazy today or my knee's so stiff today. It was like, it was comforting to have that person there and I'm thankful for that. 100%. Do you reckon that it's, not that it's not common in football, but having that real sort of friendship, like you said, that you can call someone and be like, you know, how is the need today? Do you reckon it's something that needs to be spoken more about in, in football? Because when you're young playing the game, that's all it is. You're just with your friends. I guess when it becomes a profession, maybe it can become a bit different. Do you think that's a really important thing? Football? Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. I think I think people see like the genuine relationship sometimes in football and it's it's just nice to see, I think. Sometimes we can get caught up in just being professionals and but at the end of the day we're just human beings and like you can drop that barrier. There's no need to have that like that wall up to not let people in and it's nice to have that in that environment. And there's a few players like that in, in our dressing room that we're lucky to be to be close and Verge is one of them for sure that it's not we don't always just have to talk about football or like the game or training. It's just generic life things and for sure, that's refreshing to have that person there and he's been a massive help for me. Throughout your whole career, like we've gone through, you've had some really high highs, you've had some personal low moments, but thinking about all of that, what really sticks out to you as something that you know you hold or a lesson that you've learned? Um, I'd say it's probably just to try and stay level, I think. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. I think if you get too high with the highs and too low with the lows, it's just, there's more to life at the end of the day than, than, than just football, I think. We, we strive to be the best we can be and that's all you can do. I think sometimes things are out of your hands and I'm thankful to have, to have learned this over, over time that like, you have to take your mind off it at times. Um, for sure, I think it's crucial to keep a level of dedication and that's all I try and do, be the best that I can be, but it's to learn that sometimes you have to accept the difficult moments and um, we all have difficult days aside from football. So it's just to just try and stay balanced and thankfully like having family and so on around makes it a lot easier. But yeah, it's definitely a lesson I've learned over time because I take things, I'd, I'd, I'd get low and, um, and struggle with bad games, bad results. I might mis make mistakes to concede like a goal to make us lose the game. It's just like trying to stay level in all those moments is something that I try and do now. That's that's some powerful stuff, man. Thinking back to 
that young Joe that was playing in pits, paying a pound for the summer, playing every single day. If you could speak to that Joe, what would you tell him and, what would you, and why would you say that? I think he'll just be enjoy it, man. Like, as I say, like, I'd, probably until GCC, that's probably when I realised I wanted to do it, but I'd still put myself under a lot of pressure. Um, I think the pressure probably helped at times to just make me stay on it, and, and but just to enjoy the game. Um, enjoy playing football and I know how fortunate I am to do so so I think just just soaking up every moment for what it is and, and not overanalyzing and stressing about losing a game or making a mistake it was all part of the journey and yeah I, I, going forward I, I think that's, that, that'll be my mindset for sure to enjoy the game and, and, and give it my all but embrace the fact that I'm blessed to be doing so that's beautiful man everyone please give it up for Joe Gomez Really appreciate it, man. That was some, some beautiful stuff. I'm not going to let you go yet. I'm going to have some questions from the audience. But before we even get there, I've seen your recovery ones. I know you're quick. So we're going to do some quick fire questions. Yeah. You good? You steady? Yeah, let's go. Six. Let's go. Cool, cool. Right, first one, centre back or right back? Centre back, all day. Swear? All day. You didn't like yeah. the right backs, did? I enjoyed it. It definitely helped me. But yeah, centre back's where I want to be. And, okay. and yeah, for sure. Six, 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 six. Most influential player in your career? Uh, in, mm, I'd have to say Verge in the sense of what I've learned from him um, as a person, as a teammate. Obviously, there's been players that I've learned lessons from who have given me a, a lesson on the pitch, like opponents-wise. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of long-term, I'd say Verge. We'll get into that. We'll get into that one. <laughs> Own goal... Or 10th minute red card? Uh, own goal. You can still revive it, but a 10th minute red card, like it's it's, yeah, it's you're setting the team up for failure. So. Hey, zone or man marking? I personally, mm, we do a mixture at the club, but I think man marking, at the end of the day, your responsibility is clear. Um, You've just got to not let your opponent beat you to the ball. And yeah, I'd probably say man mark. Best pair of Adidas boots? Mm. See, back in the day, the Copa, like the classic Copa, I love them. You're proper centre back, isn't it? Yeah. Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No. But like the classic World Cups, those are the first Adidas boots I had. Um, but now, yeah, the Copa, like for me, the ones I wear for sure. Sick. If you had to give the ox cable to Trent or Van Dyke, who's it going to? Oh, yeah, Verge. Ah, uh, nah. Yeah, probably Verge. I don't know what Trent... Trent's a bit discreet with his music, so I don't know what he could pull out, so I'd probably say Verge. Sick, sick, sick. Another Premier League title or Champions League? Oh. I'd... Oh. Probably the Premier League. Probably the Premier League, just... Like I said, like it's over a sustained season to do that, I think is pretty special. Sweet, sweet. We're gonna go back to the one you you tried to skid do <laughs> around. Best player you've played against? Wow. Um, I think on the whole, it have to be Messi. I think I've had tougher days against individuals, but to be in his presence and like to see how he plays and how he manipulates the ball was like. I could see why he's who he is, for sure. 
who's the individual that gave you, you know, who's the individual that like gave you like, who's the like really gave it to you and you had to go in and who are Liverpool with? Nivion, what, spray extra Nivion. <laughs> it's a long day, I've been sweating. Who actually really like, if there's anyone that's ever like given you a game, who would that person be? There's been a few, man. There's been a few. Um, in different ways as well. I get it in training a lot with Mo and Sadio. Like, that's a given. That's just how they are. Sane is, he's a problem, for sure. Um, he's a special player. And there's a couple strikers we're playing up front. I think Harry Kane is unbelievable. Like, give him a yard and he's going to punish you. So, there's a few. There's a few. I could keep going, but yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> to be fair, you've pocketed your fair share of them as well. So, we've nah. got to give yourself some credit. Like, give yourself a pat on the back. Best player you've played with? I think all around like day to day seeing him I think uh, Coutinho probably Baller Yeah I think he was Special Yeah unbelievable probably. Sick 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 And who is the best player in the world to you? At this minute like, Yeah at this minute That's a tough one man um, ooh. I think at the minute De Bruyne is probably for me just all round unbelievable I think so there's a few players with injuries and so on at the minute but De Bruyne probably at the minute yeah that's, a, that's quality man Joe thank you so much